Hi, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival. We've got a very special guest on today's episode. You may know her on Instagram as Film Diary of a Redhead and as the co-host of the Now on Hiatus Film Photo Geeks. Let's welcome Brandy. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. And we're back. So with me today, we got John Meadows, Chrissy Wu, and of course, our special guest, Brandy from, uh, well, I guess the now sleeping film photo geeks. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous today, actually. Uh, it's Friday. It's the end I of the week. I love Fridays. Friday. Yeah. Works for me. Friday. Yeah. So welcome to the Classic Camera Revival. And again, it's like one of those sort of weird because it's uh, we've been sort of like wanting to reach out to film photographers within the community and sort of highlight their work. And also, you know, it's an extra special to have a podca- a fellow podcaster on, the, uh, on ours. And you've been very... Um, it's sort of a trailblazer in some regards along with Laura having the film photo geeks. Cause you've been, I think it's sort of directly or indirectly influenced other female photographers to go out and start their own channels more on YouTube than in podcasting, but Hey, that's all good. So tell us how you got here. God, y'all are going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I would, God, I would love to take, credit for all that you just said but I was not a part of that <laughs> um oh, so you're I was saying you just held like, the mic <laughs> the mic stand I, sort of. I like so I was kind of I don't know if you guys were around at the very beginning of film photo geeks it was Laura and Alex mm-hmm. um and so I was kind of like the house guest that would never leave um <laughs> I I just would get so and I still do incredibly enthusiastic and crazy about all the people that they were uh interviewing and I would say oh my god please let me be in the same room I just want to listen and like have questions and all this stuff and so I would just hang out uh and then a few times uh Alex couldn't be there for whatever reason and so they said hey since you're here and you kind of know how this works why don't you step in whenever Alex can't be there uh so I did a few times and then Alex got a adjunct teaching job that started interfering uh, with his uh availability so Laura says hey take over so there you go then I just hey, never how, ever that's, left <laughs> that's how I wound up on the classic camera revival I came on as like a special guest uh host to talk about all things Nikon F mm-hmm and then I got called back and I said, Hey, why are you just, you know, just like, Hey, we like him. Let's keep him around. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that's where I'm at right now. Where um, you're, you're, you're an instant photography guru, Chrissy. Like, guru is a very like loose, like term here. I feel like I came, to me, you're episode, a guru. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I came on like, like a year ago to talk about like instant photography because I'm like, a silly fangirl about it and then a couple of weeks ago bill asked me if i'd be interested in talking with um grow too many cameras like danielle i was like oh my goodness yes. i'm like like 
totally like loving this person right now and then like recently bill's like oh we're going to have like brandy on from film photo geek i'm just like i don't know who this is and i googled it or i like i instagrammed it i was like oh my goodness it's film diary of a redhead oh my god yes i want to be here and talk to this person so yes any, like, fangirl <laughs> moment right now so i feel like, <laughs> like the beginnings of like your journey and then like bill's journey and now it's just like it's like my journey right now mm-hmm. <laughs> going mm-hmm. this situation. And oh, I'm just ahead. the I'm just the old guy who's been here since the beginning. <laughs> don't don't even diminish yourself, John. You're like like I said, you've got you've had a whole long acting career before this. <laughs> you know, you were cool before it was cool to be cool. I'll yeah, take it. Cool. <laughs> so, Brandy, uh, tell us how you got into film photography. Have you been in it? Has uh, it been sort of a lifelong, or did you just discover it in the past few years, or somewhere in between? When when I was uh, 17, <clears throat> my dad bought himself a Minolta X700. And I I want to say like any kid, I wanted to be just like my dad, but I don't think every kid wanted to be like their dad. I don't know. I wanted to be like my dad and I wanted to use the super cool camera that he had, but he wouldn't let me. He says, you don't know how to use this, so you can't. And I said, well, if you teach me, then I'll know. Um, but he didn't trust me to use it. And so there was a, uh, I, I want to say like a trade school program thing that was kind of coming by my high school at the time saying, hey, you can leave high school for half the day and take this specialized course if you want. So I signed up, left high school for half a day to take photography. And that's how that love affair started. So back in 97, darkroom, uh, all that fun stuff. Oh, wow. I love yeah. the full fact that dad got the special camera. And, oh, I want to go play with it. No, you can't. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, 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 it happened much earlier for me. My dad had some really cool cameras, like a Nikon F, a Leica M3, a Leica 3G, and a Topcon, and a Nickermat. Now, of course, I got fascinated with the Nickermat for some reason. I was like two or three years old. Oh, dad did not even know. So then I wound <laughs> up and there's a photo of me floating around out there. I think it's a toddler holding a, a Diana. Like, you know, Bill was into toy cameras way before they were cool. And this is like 1972. <laughs> oh. So like, Bill, you're the trailblazer for like the toy cameras then. And that's yeah. yeah, without even knowing it. <laughs> oh it's did buried you- somewhere deep on my Facebook page. <laughs> did you end up using that and liking it, the Diana? I have no idea what happened to it. I would love to probably grab another one just to really try it out as a as a middle-aged adult going, hey, let's see if this thing actually works <laughs> the way it's intended to. Because I do have a whole guy upstairs, but I've never really used it. Ah. Weird, isn't it? She I has should. Like a bullet in like Brandy's heart right there. It's like yeah. Oh, there's there's it's a few Holga uh, Holga fans out there. Bill, why aren't you? <laughs> well it's it's around to it. <laughs> it's not that I'm like, oh my god, Holga is like everything kind of thing. It's just really more like, why do you have something that's just sitting there? It totally works. Oh, it's begging for you to shoot it. That kind of thing. I probably will. I think I've got some Shanghai film in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's Where a match you... made in heaven. <laughs> or hell. Think if about hell. the results. No matter what, it's going to be like the only word I can think about is like epic. That's the only mm-hmm. word I can think of how that's going to turn out. So there you go. True. 
So you discovered photography when you were a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I guess the big question, did you ever get a hold of your dad's X700? Oh my gosh. So uh, after I made it through the program, (laughs) he thought, okay, cool. Now you know what you're doing. So he would let me use it, borrow it on occasion. Um, One day I dropped it and dented severely (laughs) the lens. And I offered to pay to replace it, get it fixed, whatever. He was not having it. He hid it so I could no longer use it. But I found it and would, quote unquote, borrow it without asking a lot Um, until he found out. And then he just walked me down to the pawn shop, nearest pawn shop, put some money down on camera for me. Mm-hmm. So that was my camera afterwards. And that was a, a Minolta X370, I think, 350. I always forget what that is. Yeah, but I have both of them now. So I was like, oh, yay. Thanks for giving me this camera in my 30s. Appreciate it. It's like 15 <laughs> years later. <laughs> well, if you're going to f- finish that tr- the, the trifecta, get an X570, which I consider the best of the three. Really? I okay. I really do like those Minoltas. I actually I tried to pick up the uh, X three seventy um, the other day, and unfortunately, it's not working. So Ooh. I do need to fix it. Um, but I have been shooting with the X seven hundred off and on for a little bit. Um, but I, I I I tend to use my um, Nikon FE a little bit more. Oh, I love the FE. I love the FE. (laughs) That one was an accident. FE FE twos. And I love those cameras. Yes. It's been actually, if you, if you've been on my feed lately, a lot of that. Oh, I've been seeing it. Yeah. That's all of the FE. (laughs) Yeah. I've been crushing on your black and white work of late. And it's just sort of a, I I know you shoot both color and black and white, but Mm -hmm. you have a different thought process for both. Or I so <laughs> I feel like I'm a purist nightmare because I don't always pay attention to the technicalities of anything. I tend to shoot how I'm feeling mm-hmm. or in response to what's going on, kind of in a way. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of the the color that I shoot is like me being crazy and enthusiastic and like oh my god this is happening oh my god you're my friends oh my god every it's hard to stay in one place so Mm -hmm. hop around a lot um but COVID kind of uh I'm sure like with a lot of people took me to a dark place and so there was Mm -hmm. a period where I stopped shooting and tried to be okay with that. And then I felt that bug again, you know, like mm-hmm. I do want to pick up my camera, but I, I didn't feel motivated to shoot anything. And around that <coughs> time, um, I, it was suggested that I take walks, like people have been suggesting to everyone around that time. Uh, but I don't know how to experience the outside world without a camera. So the camera would just come with me on uh on my walks and that's where all that plant life comes from so yeah well, that's the thing i found when like i like i say when the going got weird last march it, it's weird because it's like things really locked down here in mm-hmm. our part of canada and then things started to open up towards the end of may and if you noticed my instagram feed it was all black and white black and white black and white june color because i could <laughs> Because my local lab, I could actually walk in. They did do store 
do sort of a curbside service now, but it's like eh, more trouble than it's worth, mm-hmm. you know, that far drive, but it's like, ah, black and white. I can, I can control everything. And I've been sort of, I live in a suburb just outside of Toronto or between Toronto and Hamilton. Uh, and it's sort of like one of those is different layers of architecture. Like some of it's 19th century. Some of it's like, you know, pre-World War One, post-World War One, post-World War Two, 1960s. And a lot of it's like 1970s onwards. And a lot of now some of those buildings are getting torn down and replaced as sort of like either ugly McMansions or, you know, sort of Etzrat's modernist, you know, what looks like some kid with some Lego blocks and daddy looked at it going, okay, that looks like a great design. I'll get an engineer to sign off on it and we'll get her built. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how it's lurking. And I I wanted to walk the neighborhood and sort of almost document the landscape. My, my long-term plan is it's like, uh, you know, I'm around for a very long time, but I want all the negatives tied to Oakville handed over to the historical society going, here you go. Here's oh, your wow. snapshot of the 21st century from this point to this point. That's amazing. Because like they're going to wind up making use of it. And that's my plan. And again, it's like, uh, it, it's sort of that because you can't really photograph people all that much. I, I miss mm. doing portraits, but you know, it's sort of like environmental street photography, if you can call it that. But now things are back locked down. So you're not really, well, you're allowed, to, you're, it's locked down. It's not locked down. It's it's just it weird. Is, you're not allowed to go out. But if you do go out, you could be no more than five people, but don't go out. Oh my God. Yeah, Only but unless it's essentials. essential. And, and, and essentially, you can be out for a walk because it's essential. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weird double speak from, the powers that be and you know stuff okay whatever this but, but as, as for shooting people you know i'm surprised there isn't a run on 500 millimeter mirror lenses you know <laughs> portrait <laughs> sessions from half a mile away you know oh, why my, not i have seen so many um zoom portrait sessions as of late and i find that interesting so i'm like well, who's holding can... the computer and how are you taking the photo like are you taking a screenshot are you using a camera I, what what's happening here are you doing it from the other end or are they using or they have a camera tethered at the other end yeah like a 5d mark ever and it's like you're just directing it from the zoom call and it's just like because if i'm just pointing like oh i don't know and nikon fe2 for sake argument at at the screen yeah i'll get the shot but it's not gonna be all that great even though i have like a retina screen on my lovely iMac but still it's like it's not real you're not there I would just take a picture of like the screen and I'll just make I'll look at the photo later it's like oh I took a picture of my computer okay <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I'm not there and I, I there's probably multiple ways to go about doing that and I've seen some really really beautiful ones too so like I'm not knocking it but like I'd be kind of petrified to try on top of that it's awkward af trying to do a portrait mm-hmm. thing anyway outside of being oh i know by yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it's really kind of weird it's like uh kind of weird times and it'll only get weirder mm-hmm. <laughs> as the saying goes so you've been sort of like uh you, you got hooked with your dad's x700 and you're 
and your favorite rig is the the FE, which again, we've got fans around the campfire here too. What what other gear are you kind of like? Have you lusted after anything lately? Uh, <laughs> uh, just, yes. uh, I, uh well my obsessions change from time to time mm -hmm. um i go i fall in and out of the idea of a canonet uh ql um 17 yes or the one uh, nine i'd be okay with that the the 19 i'd be okay with that too but like i i only have one rangefinder one and it's the yashika um electra Yes, 35. The Shika Electro 35. And it's okay. Um they someone gave that to me mm -hmm. because it's somewhat damaged. <laughs> um and the the viewfinder part with the little yellow square that you line up. Yep. It's somewhat faded. So you know, I, it's not one of the first ones that I reach for but yeah the Canonet is one that I that I off and on will go back to like go back and forth like can I afford to do this no maybe no yes yes no not really it's funny <laughs> I had it's okay yeah <laughs> from afar I had a Canonet unfortunately it broke and oh. then I wound up selling it for parts to another friend uh in Eastern, uh, down over in, down in New Brunswick, who is trying to sell his, we had to replace some lens elements. And it was like, okay, mm -hmm. it's off to a good home. Uh, you know, I, I, I have two Rolly 35s that need servicing. Mm -hmm. They're cute little cameras. Unfortunately, they're more expensive than Canonets. Um, but if you're looking for a cheap rangefinder fix, mm -hmm. If you're willing to go old school Soviet camera, the Fed too. I think it depends on how it feels. Like, do I want to pick it up and walk around with it? Does it fit nicely in my little hands? Mm. Or is it going to like poke me with the sharp edges that some of those cameras do? That one doesn't have any sharp edges. I I made the mistake of picking up my brother's Fed too. Well, after uh, I, I ski in the winters, for those who in the classic camera revival, um, universe who are not aware that i'm a ski bum as well as a photographer so after skiing my brother of course had his fed two up with him he had well, a lovely collapsible indistar lens on it and i made the mistake of picking it up uh oh she my started. brother and i are each other's worst enabler when it comes to camera gear <laughs> that's how it starts he, bill you know that oh yeah it's like there's a conversation back and forth and i got him recently uh this is pre-lockdown um a local camera store here in uh, Southern Ontario had a black Nikon F Apollo on the motor drive. Mm -hmm. I told my brother that I, it was like, he was on the phone with one of the owners taking the, taking, <laughs> doing, doing the sale over the phone. I'm not kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so fast. Oh I Yeah. <laughs> well, like currently it's not even the Canonet because I found something more expensive to less after that I will probably never be able to acquire. Uh, what's that? <laughs> um, it's a Mamiya 645-1000S with Ooh. the 80 millimeter 1.8 on it. That would be, oh, or 2.8, I should say, 2.8. That would be glorious. Um, mm. But they're very hard to come by for less than 500. And that is my budget. Oh, boy. 
the price yeah. has been going up because it used to be like the Mamiya 645 line was sort of like the affordable way to get into medium format SLR. And it was like, well, that was the gateway bargain. drug. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It was the gateway drug. It's like the first one's free kid. Oh my gosh. Here's, here's the, the here's first one. The try seven. it. <laughs> try it. You'll want the 6.7 now. <laughs> I have a 6.45. It's just not an SLR. It's basically like a little 6.45 point and shoot. So I want more control. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I I have the GA, the Fuji GA 6.45 ZI, the Zoom. I think a mutual friend of ours has one. Yes. It's way fun. I love it. It goes with me almost on any major like long-term away from home. I want to say trip, but not everything is a trip, just away from home mm -hmm. journey, whatever. Um, it, yeah. It goes with me just about any time I leave the house like that. Cause it's just so portable in medium format. It's the love of my life. So, you know, yeah, it's funny for me. Medium format. It's twin lens reflex. Ugh, I have one. It's just heavy. So, um, uh, if you want yeah. heavy, then there's Hasselblad where I live. <laughs> oh no no this the Mamiya C three thirty. It's a heavy ass bitch. So I have a C two twenty F with just but every lens except the two hundred and fifty. That's a those zoom lenses are no joke for that. System. Oh, those lenses. Yeah. It's like the whole system. It's like, it has its own backpack. Mm -hmm. And I, if I go with that, it's just that. Nothing oh my else. gosh. I, I was lucky enough to come across mine. A friend of mine knew that I like to shoot film. I wasn't looking for this camera because I already had a Yashica Mat EM. So I wasn't in the market for a TLR. That little Yashica is fun. It's portable. She's awesome. Good glass. Yeah. She, like, she's never let me down. Um, mm -hmm. You still have it? I do. Her name is Good. Betty. Aw. <laughs> Gotta yeah. show Betty some love. I, right? Um, but a, a friend of mine, their grandfather had passed mm -hmm. and their grandmother was selling a lot of his equipment to help pay for the services and things. And the Mamiya C330 happened to be in that. And it had a waist level finder, an eye level finder and four lenses. Oh, you're so sad. Yes. Sign me up. Like, I'm that's, down. That's sold. Yeah. That would do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that sounded like a pretty quick purchase yes there it's um all of my student loan money went to cameras after after my classes were paid for they they all oh, okay. it all went to cameras and your point would be <laughs> right <laughs> I, well it took me like 10 years to pay it off but you know worth it well Brandy, you're amongst <laughs> friends here we understand yeah <laughs> Now I have to live off my paycheck and it's harder. It's harder to spend all that money. You just gotta, you gotta just set some money aside and sort of like a little, like a, you know. Okay. I do. But then I have a hard time deciding between cameras or tattoos. And I know this might not be the place to bring that up, but you know. I, got, I, got, I saw the arm tattoo, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of nice. Thank you. Well, nice sleeves. Develop a taste for instant ramen, and you can sort of save money on food. And Oh, my God. Actually, they say college kids survive on ramen, but no. Popcorn. Microwave popcorn. That was my meal of choice. It took too long to make ramen. You had to, like, heat up the water and shit. You just put the bag in the microwave, set the popcorn thing. Like, just push the popcorn button. And it finishes it up in three minutes. You're good to go. 
Randy, mm. where were you when I was in university? I was in yeah. Oklahoma. <laughs> Spending my money on ramen. What was I thinking? I know, right? Well, ramen is technically cheaper. It's just popcorn is more convenient. So I'm lazy. <laughs> it's a one button. <laughs> exactly. One button versus twist the knob. Wait, and you don't minutes. have to worry about washing the dishes because you could just eat it right out of the bag, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So right. what was, uh, yeah, that was my so the Mimia was like a really quick uh, decision right there. Yes, yes, that was an easy decision to make for sure. For so sure. I've noticed, um, again, going back in your feed, you, you love to travel. So, uh, yes. and you've been up here to our lovely country. And Un- unfortunately, one of those trips was only for a day, day and a half, maybe. So I wish I could have stayed longer, but. No. Yeah, well, again, when t- time's. Times get a little more normal, and they and they allow people to wander internationally. Yeah, got to come yes. up here. I totes want to go up there because you guys are there. My friend Merlin is up there. I like. I just uh, you, Merlin. Uh, everyone knows Merlin. <laughs> Merlin B. Merlin yes, Merlin yeah. B. Merlin is yes. lovely. Yeah, Merlin, Merlin is everywhere. Um, when I was going to uh, Vancouver, mm-hmm. Merlin um, told me where to go for things and stuff like coffee and donuts and like where's the best places to go for this or that or the other so yeah there you go everyone it's weird though because it's like uh i've talked to people in various parts of north america and it's like merlin just pops up and it's like oh my god he's so fun and amazing i'm a part of me was like why doesn't he have his own podcast but hey like he's got his uh He's has his Instagram live chats. and but now he's made that made it available on podcast platforms. So if you oh, if you sweet. unfortunately miss it, you can listen to it, which is awesome because sometimes I, like I can't always watch the things. So it's yeah, I, my, my first time I met Merlin was on a fo- I think it was a New Year's Day photo walk with uh, John. We were in the in my brother's neighborhood in Toronto's East End and Merlin sort of tagged along and it was just sort of like. Yeah, this guy was cool, and it was yeah. like he's he just a, he's moved a to pretty Toronto. cool dude. So he is. yeah, he just he just moved to the he just moved to Toronto from out west, and it was like it was one of those evil cold days. Like what was it, John? Minus three thousands. It was unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was definitely cold. don't go licking any lampposts kind of weather. <laughs> Merlin shows up with a Nikon F one hundred. I think my Nikon F two sort of almost gave up because it was like minus 20 centigrade and cameras that don't have vertical copal shutters just don't like that weather <laughs> oh oh that sounds rough winter in canada is a good time to use purely mechanical cameras <laughs> yeah that, that don't need batteries and I have vertical shutters because horizontal <laughs> ones just struggle <laughs> wow so I, the I last time i went on a photo walk with you guys i think it was like last january and i remember that like my rolly just like kept like freezing i'm just like okay just warming up in the jacket let's go for a walk and it's sticking all right let's go for another five minute walk yeah that's the thing with our our uh we have a very large community here in film photography community here in toronto it's just sort of one of the questions i wanted to ask you brandy uh what's the photography community like where you are in texas uh, it's, there's actually quite a bit of, uh, diversity in regards to like what people shoot here. Mm-hmm. I'm not married to any one particular, I mean, I, t- I default to, uh, 35 millimeter and, uh, mm-hmm. medium format, like film and stuff, but I do love 
the occasional, you know, instant film and I, I use digital for work. So I basically want to be anywhere where I can be around like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's multiple groups that marry both the digital and the film elements. And they're like, Hey, we don't care what you shoot. Just come on a walk with us. Um, there's an instant film community. I'm sure you've seen, uh, them, uh, the instant film society is based here. So okay. con every year, which is super awesome. That's I heard about Policon. Yes. Yeah, I, heard, I heard about Policon through Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I, I haven't gone because I only met Merlin like this past like year or like last year. But it's like, yeah. oh, this is like really awesome. And it's like, how have I not known that this even existed? Right. Well, I didn't before. even know about it until like after its second or third year thing. And like people just kept coming in. I think uh, some people would come in from California and there was somebody that came in from like New York and like Merlin from Canada. And so like people came all over the place. So I was like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm down. Um, And I do have to give it to Merlin. Like I I am kind of slightly envious of his magic, but he somehow manages to just flit in and out of like any group or situation that he's in and like make friends, no problem. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. how do I do that? <laughs> that I would be so fun. Around people, it's like people that I've known for years too. I'll just be like, hi, I'm kind of here. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I have to have a cider or two, and then it's just word vomit. And I just hope that I haven't offended anybody. And like, hopefully, they just think it's kind of <laughs> endearing and just. Yeah, it's like it's not like six months later. Hi guys, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm sorry about this. One. Well, that's that's really cool that there's a uh, and it's. Um, <laughs> Now, is there any local retailers that the community sort of built around, or is it kind of like well, mail, or, mail orders stuff in, and it's just no? There's um, I get asked a lot, like, "Hey, where can I develop film?" And so there's, I want to say, about three or four places to do that here, and luckily they're all kind of spread out. Okay. Um, so we have. Uh, one place I want to say it's not necessarily the heart of Dallas, but just kind of like South of the downtown area. Okay. Um, Don's used film, which works with uh, Lone Star Darkroom, and they okay. kind of service, you know, that area. And then we have uh, some place like, I want to say it's North Dallas, but depending on who you talk to, it's not Dallas because it's above, you know, the LBJ highway or whatever. But um, there's a place in Garland that's about 20 minutes from me that uh, that I'll drop off sometimes. Um, there's a place on the other side of downtown Dallas called Photographique, which is more of a professional lab. So if you want super professional grade prints or they kind of work on a little bit more of a, a purist level. So if you, yeah. you just want really like super, super technical or like meticulous uh, work done for your stuff, they're the ones to go to. Um, we used to have a place further north from me. I want to say about 30 minutes north of me. I live in the Plano area, by the way, which is about 25 minutes north of Dallas. Okay. Um, And we have another, well, used to have another place uh, called Goodies, Texas, which uh, is a chocolate store. And the guy who owned that used to own a lab back in the day in New York. And so he had started to build that up a little bit. Um, But then Laura actually ended up in like super small world buying the chocolate place and was um, a little bit more focused in that. 
so the 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 film part went away a little bit um but we also have uh a kind of around i want to say parallel to mckinney but a little bit further i'm gesturing because that's how i explain that's things. okay um, it's fine, it's fine. To the west <laughs> um we have denton denton camera exchange um okay. Uh, the guy that owns that, Armand, actually works really closely with Daniel, who runs the uh, uh, Instant Film Society, to put on Policon. And so a majority oh, of those events happen in Denton, and then some of them happen in Dallas. Um, and then there's also, I want to say, I don't know if it's like one or two photo labs in Fort Worth. I don't make it out to Fort Worth enough, I will say that. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's like two of them. And I think one of them is like Fort Worth Photo Lab. And I don't know if Fort Worth Camera, which is a completely separate business, if they actually develop film or if they just sell cameras. So don't quote me on that one. But I know Fort Worth Photo Lab develops film. Okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Yes. Um, Lone Star Darkroom, though, are the only ones in Texas that develop E6 that I know of. So, okay. Yeah. Good. Good to know, know for like future that reference. Laundry list of like <laughs> places. And the Dallas Fort Worth. My brother used to fly down to Dallas a lot for work. Mm-hmm. But of course, he would stay downtown, stay in his, you know, live in a boardroom for four days a week, fly uh, home. Yeah. He never really wandered. And I kind of told him, take your, I'll take a really 35 with you. And, you know, mm-hmm. shoot. Fort- I don't know. This is why I'm actually really sad I don't make it out to Fort Worth enough is that Fort Worth is really interesting for photo walks as well. Mm. Um, And I have been out there a few times on a few walks with a few friends, but it's it's very few and far between. So I spend too much time in Dallas because it's only 25 minutes south. (laughs) Yeah, from the way you talk about it, it sounds like a sort of a Springfield Shelbyville vibe between Dallas and Fort Worth, isn't there? (laughs) Uh, Oh, you mean like a little bit of a rivalry? It's really funny because I saw a meme somewhere several years ago that said if you ask anybody that lives in Dallas to go to Fort Worth, they're like, oh, but it's so far. But they make all the Fort Worth people go to Dallas. (laughs) So it's really, I don't know if that still stands, but it definitely feels like it does. It resonates a little too close to home for me. Um, okay your secret is safe with us and our okay. listener base don't tell anybody yeah <laughs> please <laughs> god if anybody from listeners. fort worth is listening to this i'm so sorry <laughs> i do like you i'm just lazy <laughs> i can't do the, how long does it take to get there from here from plano um, from plano it's about 45 minutes oh okay it's like me going to the other side well you have to understand with toronto traffic again pre-covid there's the oh you can get into the city like 20 minutes from my house that's when there's no one on the road you can do that at two o'clock in the morning yeah (laughs) in in a pimped in a pimped out super wrx sure no problem how are you guys with construction though because we have construction over everything pretty bad Oh, oh yeah, not okay. the greatest. <laughs> There's the cliche in Canada: there are two seasons, winter and construction. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you just sort of like that. That in theory, twenty minute drive becomes two hours. <laughs> it could take okay. an hour to get out of the parking lot. And you just kind of hope that you peed before you left. <laughs> Something like that. 
I, so it's I mean, a, I don't keep any bottles in my car, so, you know. Plus, it's yeah. harder to maneuver for girls. It just takes practice. <laughs> <laughs> Are you working on any projects right now, Brandy? Are you sort of throwing I mean, something together for like a, a zine or a book? Or... Oh, good Lord. Um, I have oh, thought about... Like I've thought about doing a zine for a while. Um, uh, Eric, Conspiracy of Cartographers, keeps telling me to do it or trying to encourage me to do it. But that whole lazy thing, just like, it hits real hard, you know? I've got the solution for your problem. (laughs) What's that? Blurb. Drag and drop. That's how my zines are built. Do you have to download their templates or do they have one? Because that's been my hang up. I'm like, do I have to download things onto my laptop? Well, they've got got sort of a book write app and they've they've got, you know, they do have templates or you can just do one photograph per page, which is what I did. And it's just like, bang, done. Well, I have to look into that. A couple of short paragraphs at the beginning to sort of explain what's going on in the zine. So, you know, there's some context. And then I, I actually was going to ask you about that. The ones that you sent to me, I was looking because some of the zines that I've acquired over the years will actually have on the back or inside the jacket somewhere, the company that helped put them together, or the printing press or something. So I was like, okay, I thank you. I was going to ask you about that anyway, but that answers the zine question. Um, I've also been um, contemplating figuring out or trying to figure out how to develop color and slide film, but I am intimidated by not having somebody here to watch me because I tend to blow mm-hmm. shit up on accident and I'm not, I'm not trying to destroy my apartment building. So oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> right now, like... Exactly. I'm like, I wait, wait until we leave like the week before. Um, yeah. Then it's like, but true. officer, this is how it really went down. No, I wasn't cooking meth. I was just right. developing. And, and it was just the blicks. It was just the blicks. C41 is not hard at all. Like it's, uh, you just have to, you know, watch the temperature a bit more. And a lot of people now are just using sous vides as a cheap like the still temperature sous-vide. control. So I talked to my husband into getting a sous vide by convincing him that we were going to use it to cook more, even though neither one of us cook. Um, and I was going to use it to, to temperature control whenever we weren't using it to cook things. Cause I said, yeah, you know, it's, it doesn't touch the chemistry, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I just haven't done it. So we have a lot a sous-vide. easier. It'll be a lot yeah. easier with the sous vide now that I've done it, but I've done it with like, just like the thermometer that you just get from like a kitchen store. And, yeah. uh, the first couple of rolls were fine, but I found that if you're doing more than one roll or more than, I guess for me, more than two or three rolls, then the temperature really drops and you really have to watch that. Oh, uh, shit. I, I have not destroyed, but I've, I've had some interesting results is how mm-hmm. I'm going to phrase it, developing one of my friend's uh, color films for him. But to, to be fair, I was doing it for free for him. So, and he fixed it in posts. So, but yeah. Like temperature is like the big one if you're looking for like you know spot on rock solid color balance consistency roll after roll after roll you might want to use a lab but if you're open to, <laughs> if you, but if you're open to creativity and as you say blowing things up uh, then go for it <laughs> well part of the draw of black and white was that i learned under supervision but also there is a large like latitude of 
like range of error that you can oh, make yeah. and still get 100%. yeah so I'm like oh that's fine if I'm not paying attention to like the temperature or I do pay attention to the temperature but that's fine if it's not 20 degrees so I mean who cares if it's 28 whatever it's just four minutes <laughs> that's that's all it takes yeah that's, that's what happened with me in that roll of film I was like whatever <laughs> yeah. it's fine it's just a couple degrees off and that couple degrees made so much more of a difference than I thought it would now, summer That's in fun. Dallas, is it hard to get your water to 68 degrees Fahrenheit, 20 C? Fuck, it's hard to do anything in Dallas in the summer. <laughs> um, you just yes. move a lot slower. <laughs> yes. Well, because I'm me, um, I keep the apartment way too cold. So, no, it's actually not that hard to okay. keep the developer at 68 degrees. <laughs> so, is that, that was 68? Yeah. Is that the equivalent? Yeah, 20, 20 degrees. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have that in the summertime. I have the temp turned to 70, like nonstop. I just can't. I think it's like the fair skin and the red hair or something like that, but I just can't breathe. I was not made for Texas weather. <laughs> I die. You'd love it. You'd probably love it in Western New York. It's like, wow, four definite seasons. <laughs> oh my God. I should just say, I'm not very good with extremes in general. Nice 70, you know, 65, 70. That's my happy place right there. Keep yeah yeah also this up and down shit right now that we've got going on it's making my husband's allergies go bonkers which in covid era is really like almost a heart attack every single day like oh my god do you have it oh my god are you okay well, if, you're, if, you're, if you're out of the house and, and and you cough people look at you funny yeah yeah it'll just oh. go you're unclean yeah, or you could <laughs> use that to your advantage and just start coughing near people who aren't wearing masks. Yeah. So, you know, freak yeah, out. Yeah, just don't worry. It's just allergies. And I think it's allergies. Well, well, the, I broke quarantine for this. <laughs> well, well, the joke is, like in the in the pre-COVID days, you would cough, if you were outdoors, you would cough to cover a fart. And now you fart to cover a cough. It' true, and possibly clear your space. <laughs> You know, if people are standing a little closer than the, that six feet, you know, let, let like a little one out. There you go. Made that room. So, have you been experimenting with any uh, different film stocks of late? Um, I was totes waiting for you to say, have you been experimenting with farts? I'm sorry. Um, farts, no. I was like, what? Well, we talk about think, gas all that? the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, disease, disease light. <laughs> enough methane. I can like, you know. Oh my gosh. They get a uh, police cruiser? <laughs> <laughs> Have I been experimenting with film stocks? Um, when I was shooting color, that was an yeah. experiment all the time. Uh, right now, the black and white stuff is more like, hey, I've had all this black and white chilling in my film fridge and I planned on shooting it and testing it out. Uh, and now I'm not doing anything else. So sure. That seems like a good idea. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? And um, what's funny is that a lot of people have said something like, they're like, oh, I'm glad that you're testing these out because I've always wondered about the contrast. And I, and I kind of wanted to let out like a PSA, like, y'all, light makes a difference too. Oh, so you did yeah. that on your stories the other yeah. day. You're like, this is like the same photo yeah, um, under like, like different conditions. And yeah. I was like, <sighs> exactly. And I'm like, dude. All of this shit that you're seeing on my feed, A, it's curated. So I only pick the pretty ones. Exactly. Um, but B, it's shot in like cloudless skies. So like super high sun, harsh mm. shadows, like 
literally anything will give you contrast at that point. Oh, I know. It's like, uh, <laughs> I think the problem is up here, we've had like the endless gray skies. Oh, it's rough. Oh, okay, lots of, this is good. This gesture is going to look really lewd right now, but like lots and lots of agitation. That will also help push your film and a lot of agitation. <laughs> yeah, but then you'll have grain about the size of like, Oh, regulation see, major league baseballs <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing grain is pretty i like well grain. it depends on the context if you're shooting something like burger pancro i love the grain on that film it is really pretty i that one, i love the tonality on that film it's just like mm-hmm. oh my god it's just like I've, i shot a fair bit of it last summer and it was like when i was at hiking in the woods it's like oh this is perfect because you have all these highlights and these shadows and you can kind of get everything out of it and it's got a i love the green structure you know if you're out in the open it's like yeah the green structure yeah, it's there but it's pleasing i've printed on in a dark room with it and it's like oh i love the results it's yeah. three-dimensional and that's what you want burger pinker was nice i know i they, they just nailed it medium format uh 35 mil uh my brother yeah i think shoots five by seven with He's got like a Kodak 5x7V camera. from the- Dude, the first time I ever used a roll of that, I was impressed by the smoothness, but bored mm. with the dynamic range of my shots. Mm. Like, I'm just like, this just seems not flat, but just not exciting. Mm-hmm. So when I shot it again... Uh, out in that sun and I was like whoa what did I do wrong why is it so fucking contrasty holy shit um and then I like I had to go back and think I'm like oh well the conditions were different mm-hmm. whatever I don't know I'd have to do it again but yeah I, the other film stock that I've really grown to love is Ferrania P30 mm-hmm. and that film loves light and I had a situation developing it and I because I, I, I experimented with the alpha rolls, which I sort of fell in love with. I processed an HC-110, and it looked gorgeous. But then it's like the regular production. I tried processing HC-110, and everything just looked god-awful. I'm like, oh, Christ, did it fuck this up really bad? But then I processed it, uh, another roll in D76, and all of a sudden it was just like, oh, hello. <laughs> Where have you been all my life? <laughs> I'm wondering if I should, I always forget to include that because it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal to me until I hear about other people talk about it. Yeah. But I develop everything in D76 just oh, because yeah. that's, that's what I learned on. And I was explaining to somebody else who was buying film for the first time and went to the counter and asked for D76 specific film. And I was like, girl, you can develop anything in DC. Mm-hmm. It's like the basic bitch of, you well, know, it's like the, it's like the, def- it's, awesome. it's, the def- it's the default. It's like, exactly. The starting point. There's nothing wrong with it, but like, yeah, that's the, it's just because that's what I learned on. That's what I use all the time. And so everything I've ever done has been with that. Once one time I did some kind of Ilford, I th- was it Ilfasol? I don't oh, know. Ilfasol, that oh. stuff. The results are great when the developer is good, but if you look yeah. at it the wrong way, it goes bad. That one I was using for a project because at the time I couldn't find any D seventy six, and that was all that was available. So I I started using that. I'm and- currently using ID eleven, which is basically British D seventy six. Okay, same stuff, same product, but it's like a two part as opposed to a single. The Kodak is, and you get a little bit more developer. Oh, actually, okay. 
five liters instead of a U.S. gallon. So it's like the develop the Kodak will sell you a U.S. gallon worth of D seventy six, you know, which is three point seven eight liters. Uh, Ilford gives you five liters, so you need an extra yeah. storage container. You're good to go, and it goes What's forever that? in a day. I've been a big HC one ten user, and that's what I started with because it was like it was a liquid concentrate, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. For some reason, I couldn't get into the HC-110. I, I don't know why. I, I think it might just be because, like, similar to Brandy, I, I learned on D76. Like, okay, I know this. Mm-hmm. This is, like, fine. I, I I can I can do this. But, like, I tried the HC-110 a couple times. And when I did do developing for that, they just didn't turn out quite right. Then again, this could have also been that entire, like, oh, it's a couple degrees. I'm sure it'll be fine. So <laughs> if I user error, I will say that yeah but again d76 is the default developer for when they set up branch uh a a starting point for any when when they're giving a film development time say oh yeah this is what it does in d76 or id11 and after that it's like okay the usual suspects it's what i started with uh back in the 1970s because yes i'm i'm that old uh but now for me my my Three Trinity, my holy trinity of developers is Pyrocat HD, um, Rodanol, and T Max Developer, and those cover everything that I shoot because I, there's some really nice combinations. Like, have you ever tried Ultra Fine Extreme 400? If which you can is find a, it, yeah, if you can find it, uh, in, inexpensive film, shoot it medium format, develop it in in a compensating developer, and it's amazing. So y'all are probably gonna hate me. Um, I had some Ultra Fine. Uh, 400 laying around and I tried it years ago and I like the burger pancro mm. uh, it just it didn't move me I was unimpressed and so it just sat in the freezer and so I just gave it to somebody recently I'm like here take it I'm not I do that you. with well thanks for coming on the show <laughs> <Click>. <laughs> oh, sorry uh, we'll just say I'll well. talk to you later no, <laughs> I found that like for for me because I don't shoot a lot of black and white I shoot well one I shoot a lot of instant film but like when I get the the hankering for for shooting like 35 millimeter or 120 I tend to go towards color I like to go for like really weird like color film so like the entire Lomo purple and the Lomo like metropolis were the ones I was like okay, I kind I kind of get this. It's kind of like it's kind of weird, but I kind of like the results. Also, I shot them in completely the wrong conditions, so how they're supposed to look um, did not turn out the way they're supposed to. But it's fine because I still thought I was I was still very amused by it. Um, the rolls I have in my fridge right now is like the psychedelic blue. So it's like okay, well this mm-hmm. is kind of what I want to play with. I'm trying to find the right like conditions to like to shoot it in. It's like, but I don't know. I've never done anything with this type of film before so oh we'll see God. what happens so but. i actually am real. <laughs> it's funny that you bring up lomo i'm very bitter about them right now because i don't know if you ever had the chance to try the turquoise but no. i am a crazy person for that stuff and they have told me on multiple occasions when i call them out on social media no we're not bringing it back and so it hurts my heart every single time because that is some super tasty looking film. And I love I, it. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Lomo F squared 400, which is that's like beautiful. A, it's basically Ferrania Solaris 400. And hopefully one day Ferrania will make fresh Solaris 400. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, uh, you know, was that the kickstarter? Pray to the deity of your choice. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, because I love the color palette of like the Solaris for uh, IF Solaris 400. It was again an expired color film left in the freezer for 10 years. But the end results look really cool. And it wasn't Kodak or Fuji. Like I'm currently sitting on some uh, Agfa Portra 160 that was freezer stored since 2004. Wow. It, I, it just goes through my Roliflex. It's gorgeous film. I have a few rolls of that Lomo F F two four hundred, and I'm scared to use it. Expose like it at two hundred ISO. At two hundred, I really liked the results at four hundred, though. Maybe it was what I was shooting. I don't know. It was pretty. Overexpose a stop, and you'll get magic. <sighs> okay, okay, I'll try that. That's my little tip. I'll even. I'll even. Oh God, do I have anything up on Instagram? I don't, I don't know. know. I'll have to check. Okay. Yes. Send me some if you do. Yeah, I have to go deep into the Wayback Machine. <laughs> okay. The, psych- the psychedelic blues stuff, though, that depends on which number you get because there's different effects for different roles. Uh oh. Yeah. I don't know which is I have. I think I have the three. Okay. That like you. I mean, you, they have examples of it online, but they're like they're. I think the way that because he's been making that stuff for a while now. And experimenting with it and I think he's got the process down but like he does different things to the film so like it creates different effects so it just depends on which one you have mm. yeah well we'll see what happens in my ideal situation what I would have loved to have done uh, when I got the film um, I have a friend that lives in like London Ontario I would have loved to have done portraits of her using this film because in my brain that would have been like wonderful but you know mm. gotta stay well I guess you know gotta stay couple feet away that's that's one thing but it's also the entire like commuting and uh telephoto lens but still that's what i was gonna say an hour away (laughs) one of my friends was like telephoto lens not now just use a telephoto lens you get that nice compression the you know the flattering off you know whatever yeah well and speaking of color film i heard rumors that orwo is coming out with a color film at some point Ooh. And I have a gut feeling they're the guys who are making for Lomo. I wouldn't be surprised. Like there's only like, there's the people behind Rolly films. They've got a coding line or well, but then there's photo impacts, but they're not making for anybody else. They're barely keeping up with their own stuff. Oh my gosh. When you say barely keeping up, does that mean demand is high? Like, well, Hopefully they'll keep making more demand aside. These are good things. <laughs> right. Are they good, good things? I think the big problem is I think right now they're busy making paper and chemistry. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm I think they, they're making, sense. well, they're making, they, I think right now they've got uh, Adox Silver Max on the market. And that's really nice black and white film, I'm told. I've used it a few times, but it's been a little while. I actually really enjoyed the color implosion, and I keep looking for that stuff. Mm, yeah, but I haven't seen it recently. I haven't either. I, uh, that's another one. I have I have a really bad habit of waiting until I get, well, not waiting, but like I'll use up whatever film stock I have until like the last roll, and then it just sits there because I'm too scared to use it. So I'm like, nothing's good enough. Nothing's good mm. enough for you, precious. Just gotta, <laughs> just gotta like keep it there. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe someday I will bring more of your buddies to come and live with you in the freezer. But until then, you'll be an only child. Yeah. <laughs> or the child living freezer. under the stairs. <laughs> yes, in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> under the stairs. <laughs> in the in the dark, dark, cold hole that I've sequestered you to. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Is there any film you're waiting for? Uh, besides the implosion, the color implosion, also the Lomo turquoise, um, Kodachrome wouldn't hurt, you know. I think I'll, I think it's more than a few people that would love that to come back. But. Right, I have a few that I bought at some kind of weird uh, trade show thing that I went to in Austin a few years back, and I bought it not knowing exactly what what it was. Uh, so you read the oh, it takes K fourteen. Well, What's I didn't that? even read that. Like somebody told me later when I was like, oh hey, look at this funny film that I found, and they're like, yeah, you can't get that developed anywhere ever at all. Well, there's one guy out in the West Coast, Kelly Shane Fuller, who's reversed engineered. The mad, the mad scientist. Was it uh, one of those film websites that I read that he had been working on that, and he was still kind of like uh, trial and erroring it or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. know. His, his results were pretty darn good. Yeah, what uh, I yeah. When I, mm-hmm, I didn't know if he had um, perfected it yet or not. So I, I, just I don't know. I haven't heard anything new on that subject. Yeah. So who knows? And I know Kodak has basically said, yeah, that ship has sailed because certain die couplers are carcinogenic. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But they say they're int- they might be introducing two films this year. So a re-release Kodak? and something new. Or, yeah, or Kodak. I keep oh. hoping they'll re-release uh, infrared slide film. I was about to say, or Aerochrome. That would yeah. be cool, too. Yes. I, don't, I don't like I, I I like it. I don't want to spend 60 bucks a roll for something that you don't know the provenance of. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. so 60 bucks just like cut off like part of your arm. I mean, like, it's such a oh, you just auction off a kidney. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm out of kidneys. I'm into fountain <laughs> pens, too. Well, being a redhead, I'm soulless. So I literally have nothing. <laughs> 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 nothing to barter with. Sorry. Oh dear, and you're in Texas too, so you're probably just like a SPF three million. Yep. I walk around like fire demon. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So um, I'm just trying to think what next because we've uh, we've rambled all over the place. And that's a good thing because that's <laughs> that's half the idea. This is like a fireside chat in some regards. Okay, I was hoping I didn't take anybody off the rails. Um, oh no. No, no. Okay. Like sometimes we have like definite themes, but other times it's just sort of like, uh, you know what? It's great to just connect with a photographer and say, hey, what's going on in your world? Are you working on something? Yeah. And this is where you can kind of say, here's your little um, chance to, to hype what you're up to. And- yeah. A little spotlight. Yeah. I, I, uh, I have been trying to shoot color off and on since I started to pick up the camera again. I just haven't mm. felt right i guess about developing any of it so i have some of it just kind of chilling in a box mm. maybe that. that will be a project there a year go. the year uh the color came back or something i don't know maybe a perfect zine hey there, there you go. go what's on these rolls let's find out <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you do is you do that as the front cover of the zine. what's on these rolls yep let's find out there you got the intro you get you get some three short paragraphs of boilerplate saying hey this is what this is all about and then mm-hmm. what i did and these are the crazies who inspired me <laughs> <laughs> hey, here you go. thank you thank you bill john chris <laughs> everybody <laughs> so um i guess you know we've been sort of is there anything? Well, we already know what you were lusting after, a Canada. Yeah. And, uh, 
Hey, yeah. So if anybody knows where I can get a Mamiya 645, you know, 1000 S or I did just discover the Bronica. Is it ER? ETRS. ETRS. There we go. Girl um, with too many cameras uses that, I think, and she loves it. Oh, gosh. I just need a 645 SLR that I can walk around with because that's, that's all point, you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody okay. tell me where I can get one for 500 or less with a built-in meter. That's, that's it. A built-in meter. And it would be nice if the shutter went up to 1,000, but I'm not going to be that picky just as long as it has a meter. We'll yeah, up. well, in Texas, you probably want to go to a thousand if you want to use four hundred speed film. <laughs> I do, or I could just do what you suggested, which is overexpose everything by a stop. So yeah, that works. That's what I generally do, even this time of year. Uh, yeah, we got gray skies. Like there you go. I'm also, sure Dallas, Dallas is just made for neutral density filters. Oh my god, right? It's a shame I only use it on digital. <laughs> mm-hmm. For work, um, I photograph billboards for work. And so sometimes I have to go out at night and get all the really cool, like, tr- I call them tracers, just, you know, the light trails. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You need to get some Sinstill 800T. Yeah, I do. Well, you okay. C330, you park it on a tripod. The what I love about that film, no reciprocity issues. If the meter calls for nine seconds at F16, that's what you give it. Yes, but no. I'm so oh. scared. So scared to go out and shoot light trails and gas stations and everything else that all the photographers are out there doing right now. I'm just like, like I can't, I, it needs to be something else. <laughs> um, so the other day it was raining in my apartment complex though. And uh, the lights were all on in the pool area, yeah. which is what my apartment faces. So I did take some Cinestill 800 and just kind of point it out there somewhere with my, uh, the three thirty. Um, so I'm hoping cool. that comes out, but we won't see until next year. So, all you see? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, Brandy, is there a question we haven't asked you yet that um, you dearly want to answer? And it's well, like, you didn't ask me. ask me what my sign was, and I feel like every okay, what's your sign? <laughs> 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 But that sounds like a really cheesy come on. I know. You are a married woman. And I, <laughs> I, you, you just, and I like, just you met my, you. I mean, like, yeah, I know. you are my type. Yeah, How am I supposed like, to know if you guys are like my soul photo friends if we don't connect that way? Hi there. What's your ISO? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> pulled or pushed? <laughs> it all depends on the context. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's going to fit in. Just wait. <laughs> I do not just... <laughs> All ISOs are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Is there anything that you guys uh, oh boy. I, are uh, you're, uh, burning questions? That's that's what I'm. I don't know why I'm saying tight. I'm... Oh boy. Uh, I think we covered everything. Oh, we covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had my mini fangirl moment. We talked about color and we talked about color film and, and we talked oh, about uh and all the fun stuff. So I'm yeah. actually the fangirl, so you like hearing So the big question is where <laughs> can we find you other than uh at Diary of a 
Film Diary of a Redhead. Film Diary uh, of a Redhead. Sorry. I'm blonde. It's late in the evening. I'm glad that did. <laughs> that sort of situational speech impediment. Uh-huh. Film Diary of a Redhead on Instagram. Are you, are you around elsewhere on the interwebs? Yes, but no. I mean, like, I have other accounts, places, but I'm never there. Literally never there. Um, I have three. Insta- yeah, I have three Instagram accounts, but they're all separated for the specific reason that I'm pretty sure not everybody wants to see like angry political shit. Um, mm. But also I have a, a, a like a 365 project page that for the okay. last two years had been film based, but it's not film based. So I don't know if you want that. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, I. I I can give those to you if you want them, but it's not all going to be photography things. So well, I will just say uh, the di- film diary of a redhead. Yeah. That's well, there's links. Yeah. There's links on the bio. If you want to check out that other stuff, I think, I don't think there, the project one isn't advertised anywhere. So if you do want to see that one, it's, uh, at that three, six, five life. And any serious inquir- inquiries on the sale of, a. 645 yes. SLR functioning preferably with a thousand one thousandth of the speed and an on board meter that works. But yes, yes, working built in meter. Four hundred and fifty dollars US with a lens, I hope. I hit me up. Yeah. Slide yeah, into those photo DMs. <laughs> and again, let's uh it's uh well, it's Bill and we're stay cool and shoot tons of film. And this is uh, this is Chrissy. I guess uh, see you later, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. And tell us that joke, Brandy. Oh my Have god! Okay, ready? All right. Why don't they give dinosaurs drivers licenses? Why don't they give dinosaurs drivers licenses? Because the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, guess what? You just became a member of the CCR. <laughs> <laughs> and this is John Meadows. I enjoy beer in Toronto, but hey, brandy in Dallas is fun. Ooh. So sweet. John, you've been working on that for how long? Oh, at least 30 seconds. <laughs>